Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We all have like the one band that we super love and then the rest of us are like. What's the one band then that uh, you, guys, you guys all love? That we all agree on? Yeah. Ooh. Boundaries. <laughs> yeah, boundaries. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, I love Slipknot yeah, too. I would say it's pro- Slipknot. Probably. I would say Slipknot, Slipknot would be the one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like that's also the most for us. I would say that. Well, yeah, probably Slipknot and not new metal, but Gojira. Probably yeah. those are the two that yeah. I yeah. you can trace yeah. back to our songwriting the most. Yeah, obviously. Definitely. Whenever I need music gear, I always go to Sweetwater.com. If it's mics, headphones, or studio and recording gear, Sweetwater has you covered. Next time you need any music gear, support the podcast by using the link in the description and comment section below. Forgive me if you catch me playing this game, but I have. Dude, no, it's you. You, you, you can't pause it. You can do it whatever pauses, you want. But I've got, I've got some dailies. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> what a what? What game is that? It's called Idol Slayer. It's an idle incremental game. Excuse and I, me? It's like, um, have you ever played like Cookie Clicker? No. Um, oh, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> We're well, going to go down. But you ever played Dingle Bopper? It's, it's, one of those, <laughs> it's one of those games where you like start off with like no money. And then as you, <laughs> as you make money, you can buy more upgrades to make more money to buy more upgrades. It's like a never, it just doesn't end. Oh, you're in and fucked. You're in. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's, it doesn't cost any money. But, but you like, have put money into it. A lot. I've put a lot of money into Which it. Which doesn't make any is sense. It, is it, okay, we won't, we won't put a number. Is it above $100? Yes. <laughs> is it so below $1,000? Yes. Is it below a thousand dollars? Oh God! Yes. Oh, okay. Ooh. Wow! It is below a thousand. The question is the number, huh? Do you know the number? I don't. But I'm, and I'm that's certain. The problem. I'm certain it's, it's below a thousand. It's at least. It's, pro- it's probably. It's be- between eight and a thousand. Huh? I'm going to say it's between six and a thousand. Oh my God, dude! At, at what point is I've it never too much even, money? I've never even put. I've never put so much money into a game, like even close. Maybe to that. it hasn't now, been six hundred dollars. Hold on, blackjack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah about guys, the same. Okay, relax. relax. That, that's, that, a that's a little different. It's, it's I'm talking. Different. I'm saying video games. Video games have never put that much money. I in. spend a lot of money on in-app purchases, <sighs> microtransactions. Like microtransactions. They He's have me in. hooked. Yeah, that's yeah. how. That's how they just lock you in. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're fucked. It's my vice. I'll be playing a, I'll be playing a game, and they're like, "Dude, we got this new skin. It doesn't do anything for you, but it's twenty dollars." <laughs> like, fuck, it I sucks, look dude. So sick. Dude, Slaying the- rat men and Northlanders with the. It's just. It's always about the rat man. It's always. I'm about- so sick of hearing about the rat man. <laughs> <laughs> when I get home, I'm gonna slay some rat men. Mm. Mm. You know, most I spent on, a, on an app was probably like a. A little bit under a hundred bucks. It was like a golf game I got addicted to. I think it was like a Tiger Woods thing. 
Nice. It was like one year that Apple came out with it. It was sick as fuck. And then mm. you, you want like more like, I don't know, you want more, more you club want more. options. You, yep. want, you, you, want, you want the power stroke. Yeah. Yep. You want, yeah, that, there it is. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. That's it. it was, that was a sick game. And since then, Apple has not topped a good golf game. It's, it sucks that it stopped. It was fucking amazing. PGA Tour 2012. Yeah, I mean, I, I go through I go through seasons where it's like, I'll be playing one game a lot and putting money into it, and then one day I turn the game on and I'm like, I never want to play this again, so I just erase it off my phone. This isn't the first game that I've put a bunch of money into. How many yeah. games? It's probably like the fourth, fourth or fifth. So you probably spent three three grand. I've on, 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 in app in a game. It's I don't know. It's it's in the thousands for microtransactions on phone games. It's a bass player thing, I on think, right? Phone games alone. Yeah. It's probably so it's funny. probably two thousand dollars on mm-hmm. phone games. Jesus. I've seen now why you didn't want to do this podcast. Well, we're not recording any of this though, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, we we've been going the past five minutes. You're lying. No. I, we're we're in. This is it. Oh, okay. Well, are yeah. we are, are we going? The camera's on. The camera's on. Okay, so. yeah, I've been, I've, I red. have a spending problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have a spending we problem. We all do. So in, in, your, yeah. in your, I pu- don't. No way. In your private lives, uh, you're straight edge, but addictions come out in other ways, it seems. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's we all up. have our vice. Mine is spending money on microtransactions. On video games. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So dope. What, uh, what uh, other vices? Yeah, let's go around and talk about our faults. Austin, yeah, you're yeah. Up. Yeah, uh, I re- I just live in the gym, dude. I can't get enough of a pump. God, <laughs> the games, bro. <laughs> An endless quest for the pump. Yeah. How long are you in the gym for? Like on a daily? A, uh, a daily. Probably like hours. no. Yeah, <laughs> forty-eight hours in a day. Probably two to three hours a day. I work out. I work out almost every day, but I, I have my rest days because okay. they're essential for for muscle growth. You have to. Although I'd rather not. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's always just like a, if I take too much time off of the gym, I start to feel fucking crazy. So I have to. Of course. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird thing. Like getting getting into the gym and then especially like going on tour and not having full access to a gym is like really strange. I don't know. Like, I mean, we finally have dumbbells now where we can do a little bit of something while we're on tour, but it's not the same, obviously, because you mm-hmm. you only you're very limited to what you can do. But yeah, yeah, I love the gym. Love so the you, gym. wait, so were, were you joking when you said two to three hours a day? No, no. I mean, like that—that's probably my max. I won't go any further than that. I don't like live in the gym. What's your What's your average? My average, like how long I spend in the gym? Yeah, yeah, about two or three hours. That's that's almost twenty one hours. That's almost a day. That's a, week. a lot. Yeah. But, True. But, hey, <laughs> bro, <laughs> we're talking like about addictions here. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. We're, I'm we're sorry. airing it out. Well, yeah. Okay. I do smoke cigarettes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we exist. No, I'm just kidding. Damn, dude. Yeah, wait for that to get clipped. God. The nicotine straight edges. That's a really big adjustment, as, dude, as you Austin said. right there. It's like the, uh, yeah, that guy. That's him. That's the that's that's live shot. With me. It's like the, it's like the people who, how he sleeps. who vape with like zero milligram nicotine, like juice in it. And they're just like, dude, it's straight edge. It's like, dude, like you're vaping. Why are you vaping? Yeah. Like it's just mm. people with the box mods and they're like, dude, there's no nicotine. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like doing twisters and shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mike. Silly. Mike. Oh, my vice. Yeah. 
I think it. I think it just runs with coffee in the band. It's well, the okay. Willy Wonka slot machine. The, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, and blackjack. Yeah, okay, blackjack. yeah. I, I thought we weren't gonna bring up Wonka. We, look yeah. up the Willy Wonka slot. Yeah, machine. Look up Willy Wonka slot. Yeah, Vegas. That, Vegas. No, that's, What's this? This no, is the best. This is the greatest game on it. earth. It's, it's down, down, down. No, it's right. That yeah, one. that. Look it's, at that son of a bitch. Is this in Vegas? Yeah, look at him. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. He's. All right, get that okay. off of there. He's he's saying stuff to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he started twitching. Talk. But that that <laughs> machine specifically, like we went to Mohegan Sun. We were Mohegan at Mohegan Sun, Sun Connecticut. In, in Connecticut. Yeah, and I was like, dude, the Willy Wonka machine. I forget who I watched play the Willy Wonka machine first, but it was like on a previous tour. Someone was like playing the Willy Wonka machine, and I was walking with Mike, and I was like, they got the Willy Wonka machine. Was so, it Chris? It could have been Chris Burgess from I Am. It could have been. I feel like it would have been Sean. Might have been shot. I don't think it was anyone from Burials. I feel like it was just like a couple months ago. Regardless, I'm like, dude, the Willy Wonka slot machine. You gotta play the Willy Wonka slots. I was like, all right. So he he put twenty bucks in and won a hundred. Hundred immediately. I was like, oh. And it's fun. They make Oopa Loopas dance around and shit. And like, not to mention, this is also Mike's first time gambling ever. Not not slots. Not slots. Oh, I didn't know that. No, first time playing blackjack. So I take the hundred blackjack. Lose it. We're losing. Okay. <laughs> We're yeah. down a little bit. And then I I, ha- I took out 100 before that. Yeah. Okay. Start smashing. $500. No, $300. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, let's just hit Wonka on the way out. 20. Yeah. Another 100. Another jackpot. Just instantly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right. So... Willy Wonka's been good to us. The last time we went, we, we, we have a thing now. The it's, last time we went to yeah. the casino was not that long ago, <laughs> and you put you put money in the Wonka machine and won again. Yep, instantly. Yeah, instantly. Yep. Just, should we should we say what our end of tour plan is, or should we save that in case we want to make a video out of it? I don't care. No, Run uh, it. We we are putting our guarantee in, Vegas. in Wonka in the Willy Wonka machine. Yeah, because our last show's in Vegas, so we were like. We should put our guarantee on black. And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. Everybody we need does, to put it in the Everybody Wonka. does the guarantee, like, at roulette on black or red. They're always like, oh, come on. we got to put it down on black. But Yeah. So we're going to take all $26,000 we're making in Vegas and yeah. put it in, and putting yeah. it in yeah. the Wonka machine. The Orthodox guarantee. 26000 <laughs> You know what they call that? They call that beginner's luck. Yeah. That's right. Well, we're still at the beginning, Chris. So. As, a, oh, as a band. And then it's all going downhill, right? Listen, Holy we're not going to talk about Elko, Nevada. On this podcast, yeah, we're not I'm fucking sick Elko. of that place. Austin no. lost his shirt in Elko, Nevada. Yeah, yep. I I had everything. I was up, and then it was down. Tremendous. It was the dealer. Everybody loves Austin. It days. was the dealer, dude. Once Marcia fucked that bitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my fault. She Mercy, sure Mercy, she was great. I love Mercy. I wish she could have stayed the whole time, but they always do their shifts. And then Marcia came, and then she started taking everything from me. And I lost all my money. Held him at gunpoint. Yeah, she it. literally said, hey, give me all of your money. And I was like, dude, fucking I guess. So then she took all my money. And yep. then I left and I was really upset about it. There's Elko right there. Yeah, Elko, Nevada. Uh, look up the Where Ma- is that? Maverick Hotel and yeah, Casino. Yeah, it was, it was the Maverick Hotel and Casino. Elko? Where is that? It's right a, there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in the middle of fucking, it's like a college town apparently. People go to college there. I don't I know what you that. could possibly hmm. learn in Elko, Nevada. They had one blackjack table open. And it was a Monday night, and everybody was pretty down. Like nobody was really stoked to be there. They had Wonka. There's competition. There's Wonka. competition in 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 Elko. They were talking about Gold Dust. The other casino there is taking all the 
Yeah, they beef. Taking all the people, yeah. they beef. Yeah, casino beef. It's crazy. Yeah, but we went to Goldust first, and it is. And they took all my money there. Not cool. It's no. not cool. You're if right. I had to base an opinion off of just sitting and watching my friends lose all their money, Goldust was not it. Was not the that move. guy's having a good time. Look at my him. goodness, he's that's, all oiled up. Damn, that's uh, that's Austin about two years. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Beginner, be, beginner's luck. Beginner's luck is is a thing, but you have to feed the machine. That's what you have to do when you gamble. So I lost all my money in Elko. Okay. But at the end of this tour, or at least this first half, we end in Vegas. Hotel, somewhere, we're putting it all back down on blackjack. And I'm going to make so much money. That's you how this goes. The, you have to feed the machine thing. Sounds like the opening of some Gambler's Anonymous story. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The, the difference yeah. with Wonka is like he decides who wins. Yeah, but there's no There's no feeding Wonka. Willie like, loves it's, Mike. William mm-hmm. Wonka yeah. is a fan of Miguel Blanco. Look at him. Except the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. I hate that guy. Yeah, I would mm. box that dude instantly. But not him. <laughs> Look at that little freak. He's Bro, part, why do you hate him? Because he looks like don't, you. I just don't That's like that. I just don't like that era of Willy Wonka. No, he looks funny. It's Creepy. awful. That was Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. And then you I got, got, Tim, you got the new little Timothy Chalamet now. Oh, yeah. It's probably they, they made him look crazy there. Isn't that... Is this actually a thing? Yeah. Is this a That's number? coming up, yeah. Yep. That's wow. fucked up. All right, Adam. Last last spice. Uh coffee and hockey. Hockey. Hockey yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't play it. I'm just obsessed with it. So mm. oh, I just you just watch yeah. watch games. Constantly. And- yeah. I've got probably three or four or five podcasts that I listen to throughout every week during the season. And when it's off season, I can literally feel myself getting tired of music because I don't have my hockey podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I, I realized it this summer because I was listening to a record and I was like, I've listened to this way too much. Why am I running through shit way too fast? And I was like, Oh, it's because Steve Dangle podcast doesn't have any episodes. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So, hmm. is there any teams up in uh, Nashville? Nashville Predators. Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not versing hockey that's at all, right. all. I know. I know. Hey, neither am I. Okay. I know the Ducks. I just listen to them talk, and we're in. I don't know. I don't know what it's all about. They I just hate yeah. each other. Oh, wait, well, you're uh, you're less than ten miles from the Honda Center, Anaheim Ducks. Oh, currently, I thought you meant in Nashville. I was like that's not true. But yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's not true. Are we about to beef? How do you feel about the Ducks? They yeah. are. It's hard to hate a team that's so bad. <laughs> Fuck man. Dude. I mean, I'm not even saying that like on like a your team sucks. Your team is literally in the at a point of like we are trying to be bad to get good draft picks to be better. Dude, the funniest mm-hmm. thing about this band Dang. is that sometimes, or at least we used to, I don't think we do anymore because we had to talk about it, but Adam used to just, like, before sets, be like, your hockey team sucks. And, like, there was one specific time in Winnipeg, Canada, that we were playing, <laughs> and he was just like... <laughs> that shit was awesome. Dude, Adam was just like, yo, fuck the Winnipeg Jets, and everybody in the crowd was like... It was crickets. They were just like, yeah. dude, what the <laughs> fuck? They were like, start this set. Start this set. Let's start playing. It's just funny because like, get the fuck you out would, of here. I would do it in Chicago and we would get like heckles back and that was like the whole point is like, yeah. go to cities where you know there's a strong presence of that and you get them to interact and then you have fun. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Canada, you love hockey. And then I said that, and nobody said words. Like, well, fuck me. Uh, yeah. It didn't, it you, didn't you land. Would do the, you Yo. would do the vocal check. You'd go, check, check, fuck the Blackhawks. Yeah, oh, wow. I did that a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is serious. Yeah. There's yep. Winnipeg Jets. If you come to the Stick to Your Guns show, you can get a Comeback Kid Winnipeg Jets rip t-shirt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm really stoked that it worked out for 
you guys because we were close to touring together. Yes. We, yes. we were close. Yes. And then it didn't happen. And then literally, I think like a week later, like this, this work got announced. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. It was within the week that we got the offer and was like, oh, and said yes. And then it got announced like immediately. Yeah. yeah. No time at all. Very short turnaround for that. It worked out yeah. perfectly. Sometimes it just works out that way. It's weird. Like one, you'll, you'll be stressing and you don't have any plans and you get like a random offer. It's so like, what? You can't, you can't plan it, dude. It's why, it's why it's always so like, like emotionally draining. Well, and it's nice to get offers when you're on tour. Yeah. Which is how it's to supposed to work. To have more shows we, announced we before you're done playing shows is you know, the best. We haven't had the best luck with that sometimes. Really? And then it's like, this rolls around and we're like, yo, dope. Yeah. We're getting offers while we're on the road and that's like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So that was very cool. And that this tour now is like polar opposite of like our tour we would have done. Yeah. Which is equally cool because it's like, oh, we can step foot in this world for a little bit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we've never Still. played to the Stick Two Guns Comeback Kid crowd, I feel like, because they're, they're a little older. They don't really like, you know, coming up in the new wave. So it's it's interesting playing to this crowd. But like it's been super sick every night. Got a lot of people that come up to the merch table like never heard of you guys this was crazy like i'll be checking you guys out i'll be telling all my friends about you it's like fucking sick it's cool yeah being the sore thumb on the tour is dope yeah it is we're definitely the heaviest band on the lineup i think we may be we're definitely the lowest tuned uh that's for sure just just barely just barely yeah but the other band's playing c sharp standard and we just play and drop that's it oh my bad uh or drop b drop b yeah nice psycho dude yeah it's cool because like we all grew up with like the deathcore stuff, but also a lot of us have were are were and are still very heavily involved in like our actual hardcore scenes where we live. And so, mm-hmm. being in like a very I guess you could objectively call us a metalcore band, we do a lot of more like metal adjacent stuff. So to do something that's actually really heavily into the hardcore world was like a cool kind of out of the blue thing, especially just because mm-hmm. like me and Austin in particular, Comeback Kid was like an introductory band to yeah. that world for me. So mm-hmm. yeah. stick to your yeah. guns was mine. Yeah. Dude, when diamond came out, I was like, dude, this wow. is, this is it. Yeah. Like this is that, that positive, like cool, hardcore shit. And then it's like, Oh, 10 years later. Okay. That record turned on a lot of heads. I remember when, when, oh, yeah. when yep. it dropped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know what band I was, I was listening to today? Uh, another mistake. Dude. I crazy. So he sings for this band, Tyler short. Okay. Uh, I literally have one of their shirts in my car. That nice. was like another one of those bands that I saw them play this tiny fest in Nashville and was like hooked. And not so much now, but early on Orthodox, you could absolutely watch. We did a tour with Another Mistake and Knock Loose in like 2015. Mm. And you could see, if you were to watch Another Mistake and then watch Orthodox, you could literally be like, oh, Adam really likes how Tyler moves as a vocal. Because yeah. I literally was like, I, his fluidity and how he performed, I was like, I want to be like that. And so mm-hmm. Singer of Another Mistake was a huge influence on me just in figuring out how to be comfortable on stage. Mm. So that's crazy that you brought that up because that band was never got the recognition they deserved. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you mentioned that that was like like the first hardcore band that you really like connected with in like a deep level. Mm-hmm. I'm, pre- I'm sure you yeah, like, with like a vo- vocalist, you know. Yeah, yeah perspective uh so so basically it's tyler and surge hmm? yeah pretty much yeah yeah nope. what is it about system up right down that people just love i don't know what what is it? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what, crazy what, 
What's your take? That's so fun. Now that everybody else talk first because I can talk, <laughs> yeah, I can I talk too yeah, long on this. Sit down for a second. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with system is that, I mean, like, it was so... I mean, like, I feel like the fan base can be pretty polarizing. Like, a lot of people either really love system or they really don't. Um, just because it's weird, obviously. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I mean, there was, like, the BYOBs... Chop Sueys, like, and I always listen to that stuff. I guess it just, like, never really hooked for me. Whenever I got into new Metal, it was, like, the most intense version of new Metal straight out the gate, so it was, like, Slipknot. So And so, of course, whenever you listen to Slipknot, and it's just, like, fast, 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 crazy, 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 like, it's hard for me to go and listen to other new me- Metal bands, like, after that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the other side of it versus System of a Down and Corn. Yeah, where they're a lot slower, weird, and like sludgy and weird. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like Slipknot obviously is weird on its in its own right, but it's like way more intense and crazy and in your face, in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. whenever I listened to that shit, I was like, "This is fucking sick." And whenever I went and listened to other bands that were like that, it just kind of felt like they didn't live up to the Slipknot for me for some reason because it Mm -hmm. wasn't as crazy. So like, yeah, oh yeah, those bands never really came through for me at the end of the day like i just wasn't that interested in it but you know whenever i played tony hawk pro skater 4 it's like fucking what's the song shimmy shimmy like whenever that song will come on i'll be like shimmy 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 yeah you know like that song's awesome but and i mean like a lot of system songs are awesome i just never find myself ever listening to it on record there is that one song that i really like by them though um i forget what record it's off of but there's no point in even talking about it because i don't know I could look it up. You could hum the riff, and I yeah. could probably tell you it. Well, yeah. I don't even remember if I'm like. I would have, <laughs> <laughs> there is a system riff that I like. There, you can you can go while I figure it out. I mean, yeah, System of Down was one of those bands that everybody heard. Chop Suey. Question. Good song. Oh yeah, that song's oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, sick yeah. ass song. Everybody song heard Chop Suey. Everybody heard Toxicity. Everybody heard those songs, mm-hmm. and then like they come out with a a dual record, hypnotize and mesmerize, and like. There's some weird tracks on that. Mm-hmm. Weird tracks. Weird tracks. Genius songwriting. Genius. Oh, genius. And it's Probably just like, it's almost, psychopath. it's almost a mockery of themselves where they're just like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to fuck off, but it's going to be incredible. And like, that's mm-hmm. what people like about that band. It's just what, like, what song did we cover? Mm-hmm. We've covered before any of you were in the band, the band actually covered Shimmy. Okay. And then we've done mm-hmm. prison, prison song, song and a bunch of different variations, and then we would cover the back half of Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea, yeah, mm. the breakdown of Sweet Pea. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. song's cool too. And drop B, yeah, be fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was heavy as shit. Dumb. Dude, it was sick because yeah. in the song, like he screams like a motherfucker, like so loud, and that was like my cue when we would do the cover. So I would just scream it. <laughs> like it was, it was actually cool. I so love playing that song. Shadow, you're you're obviously a, a massive fan. I can, without a doubt, say I have never listened through a System of a Down record really? ever, front to back, on my own volition. Like He's definitely listened to it in the van with me. I've definitely no. listened to it. The band's sick. By, uh, never by, never by. in the mood. Yeah. The band is very sick. Would love to see them live. I'm never in the mood to listen to them on record. Mm. That's just like, yeah. Well, we, we, well, probably because probably you have Adam shoving it in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love corn. That's like the one I love 
Austin's not a big Corn fan. We all have like the one band that we super love, and then the rest of us are like, yeah. What What's the What's the one band then? The one band yeah. what that uh, you guys you guys all love that we all agree on? Yeah. Ooh. Boundaries. <laughs> yeah, boundaries. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I love Slipknot yeah, too. I would say it's pro- Slipknot. Probably. I would say Slipknot, Slipknot would be the one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's also the universal most, for us. I would say that. Well, yeah, probably Slipknot and not new metal, but Gojira. Probably yeah. those are the two that I yeah. like you can trace yeah. back to our songwriting the most. Yeah, like, obviously, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you guys, you guys kind of took the sound and did your own own thing own, own thing with it. It kind of reminds me of, of us in a weird way. There, yeah. There's there there's a term I've never told anyone. But when we, when we first came out, I, obviously you had the death core, which is already was hated on. But I thought, like, this sounds like new death metal. Yeah. And when you guys, it would be like, uh, I heard you guys mention, like, new metalcore. Right. Yep. But it's just such a term, like, people would just fucking bash you for it. Yeah. yeah I feel like if you put new in front of anything, people are like, yeah, whatever, poser. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people, yeah. People aren't really Very open to it, I yeah. guess. But, like... You know, for what it is, it's literally like metalcore music with metalcore breakdowns that just have a lot of new metal influence like involved with it. I guess like you could call it new metal if you want, but like with a lot of older new metal, you didn't hear a lot of breakdowns. So it's just mm-hmm. I don't know, like kind of forging the two makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, combining genres and like messing with the discussion of genres can be fucking weird for everybody because they're just yeah. like it's one or the other like don't well that's the thing whatever new it, metal, it, though is it's like, just music man it's cool new metal is I such a huge blanket of stuff like system yeah. of a down S- sonically and, system doesn't really yeah. fit into and, new metal and but corn, because of their slipknot theme and, and where they bands, played mm-hmm. it's like <clears throat> i literally saw an argument that slipknot isn't a new metal band the other day oh yeah because they're so death metal that. focused and i'm just yeah. like bro like the the discussion of whether a band is new metal or not new metal is like I feel like every new metal band gets it, and I feel like the most polarizing response probably would be Deftones. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think oh, Deftones yeah. is a new metal band? On record, yes. In front of lights and cameras, yes. Yes, and that's how I feel. But a lot mm-hmm. of people, and especially my friends, will combat me on that to no end. Like, if you listen to fucking Lotion off of Around the Fur, you don't listen to that and go. Like, like whatever they would even consider it. Because whenever I ask people if Deftones is a new metal band and they say no, and I'm like, what the fuck is it? They don't really tell me a genre. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, well, like, mm-hmm. you know, your argument has to be based off of what you think it is. And if you don't know yeah. what it is, then, like, they're like, well, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, it's not new metal. And I'm like, I listen to Lotion, and I'm like, dude, that song is a straight-up new metal hit. Like, that song is mm-hmm. amazing. I just And I think a lot of it's new silly. metal back then gets lumped into that because they were trying different stuff. Right. Yeah. That's what it was for new metal is like Limp Biscuit and Slipknot are over here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But they were trying new shit and they were just being weird. They had DJs, they had all these members, they had all this weird shit. That's what made a new metal band back then. Mm-hmm. And then it's it sticks, you know. Deftones probably isn't as much a new metal band now. Like mm-hmm. the, the no, next no, tool? I wouldn't. No, like if you listen to like Gore or Gore Ohms, Ohms or like, like the new one that's about to come out. No, yeah, like I don't metal. think new metal for sure. But like but their the, first the few band records, is a new metal band in its standing as it's like the historical yeah. standing of the band. Yeah, even though they they definitely do not claim that. There's like an interview or something with Chino where I think he 
like he's offended by somebody saying that they're a new metal band because he's like a lot of those dudes back then were like that. That's I not what like, we are. Like, I don't know what that shit is. We're not that. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. Like you can claim whatever you want, but like I don't know. That's just my viewpoint yeah. on it. The, yeah. the people are going to tell you what your band is. Yep, that's yeah, what I it know. comes yeah, down of course, to. Of course, like you, you have a term put on you, and that, that that's oh, it. It's like it's well, it's nothing yeah. you can do. That's whatever, it. whatever Sui wanted to be back then. Y'all are a deathcore band. Yeah, it's just, period. Yeah. You have you have no no say. Yep. Yeah. It's just play, and, and that's cool. And that's if we're it. a new metal band, cool. I don't think we are. Mm-hmm. I think we all love new metal, and we we toss it in there. But yeah, I yeah. think we're just a. I, I just say we're a metal band. It's a metal band. There you go. You can literally go right. part to part. It's like, oh, that sounds like metalcore. That sounds like hardcore. That sounds like new metal. That yeah. sounds yeah, like bullshit. Yeah, it all it all yeah. just gets roped in, man. Yeah. Like straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Man, we would, we would say that we're a metal band. People got pissed even more. Oh, yeah, really? So you, you guys, you guys aren't real metal. Yeah, that's not what you know what metal de- is. Well, not, have you listened you, to? Death? You're a fucking poser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you listened to Death? <laughs> listen to death. <laughs> Obituary. It's like, bro. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. Grow up or don't yeah. grow up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, know don't buy the tickets. Then I don't de- know what to death, tell you. Death to false metal. Yeah, death to false metal. That yeah. includes ninety five percent of bands. There's mm-hmm. the five percent that are actual metal bands. Yeah, please kill me. Yeah. Yep. Kill me. My fault. Adam, did you uh did you form the band in your senior year of high school? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> it was a couple of other guys that were in Nashville and they actually I went to them. They they basically were like, yo, we are looking for a vocalist. Do you know anybody? Because I was I played drums in all the first bands that I ever was in. And uh, I was like, I don't know anybody that's like vocals looking to do vocals, but I'll do it. And that's kind of where that kicked off. So, oh, yeah. so, oh, so you weren't looking to do vo- vocals. I was wanting to do it for a band, but I wasn't like trying to start one. Yeah. And then this opportunity came up and I was just like, yeah, let's do it. So, mm. so yeah. did, you, did you have any experience prior or no? No. Okay. No, I blew my voice out every tour up until probably 2017, just because I didn't know what I was doing. Dang. Yeah. Then so how so how how'd you fix that? Because you guys been touring for like um a while. lot of it had to do with just trial and error, and then uh, Miss Cross, the Zen of Screaming, gave me some mm. lessons not too long ago. That also she's sick. Oh, one of the most genuinely kind, knowledgeable people I've ever met. It was cool because, like, we did the lessons. We So I took the actual lessons from her in 2021, so even more recently. Um, right before we went to the studio for Learning to Dissolve. And the thing that, like, stuck for me was not so much the technique of what she was showing me, but more so, like, the science behind it. Because I already was doing the right thing half the time. I just couldn't figure out how to make the right thing the whole the time, basically. Mm-hmm. And... Once I she was explaining, you know, the ins and outs of what actually was happening, I could actually figure out and trigger the right things to happen in your brain because it's a very tricky thing because there's no neurons that, like, actually connect your brain to your vocal cords. That's why it's so difficult to learn the proper techniques for singing, screaming, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't know that. I didn't either until she told me. And I was like, wow, that's... Okay, so I can blame science. It's not just me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that actually that and then Randy uh, at Graphic Nature, he did the record and literally like the dude is brings the a- absolute best out of everybody when you're tracking whatever it is you're tracking. And yep. 
-hmm. He pretty much was like, yo, just go in and he's like, whatever you feel you need to do, do like 70% of it. And you'll probably sound better than you ever did. I was like, okay. And he was right. And so, yeah. That, that, that explains it because it sounds like you guys are all on like just firing. You know, you just have to, all, yeah. you're all like on like max level. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Those, all that kind of came in at the exact right time. And yeah, learned, learned a lot in our month up in Belleville. Yeah. Sick. Randy, Randy's a professional ass buster. Yep. He's, he's dope. Yeah. He, he's hard on you. In the it's best good. way. Yeah. He's good. In the he's a coach. best way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coach, mentor, and he's just a, he's a team player when it comes to it. He is, he is the additional member of, of your band when you were there. That's sick. It's, it's incredible. We, we love Randy. Yep. Yep. Was there a talk uh, before you guys in 2001 put out Body and Soul? Because that's, because that song like was the first one we guys actually all collabed is like, a unit, right? Yeah. Was that was that on purpose? Was there like a, like a like like a, a talk prior? What's uh, uh, with body and soul? That was one of the first songs that I wrote, or at least like I had a piece of it that was written for a while. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were still pumping out content because this was around you know COVID. We weren't really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um. Everybody was kind of on the content wave of trying to push, like, videos and them being silly and talking about band shit. And Orthodox just kind of, like, we it was more dedicated to just writing music than anything. Mm-hmm. And we decided it's like, okay, well, like, let's start getting ready on the next record. Because when Learning or Let It Take Its Course came out, it came out, like, a month before COVID started. Yeah. So we put the record out. We went on a tour. The tour got canceled, and then, like, everything shit the bed because nobody wanted to listen to records. Everybody was focusing on not fucking dying from this disease. So eventually we started... I mean, I was always, like, writing music, but with Body and Soul, there was a piece of it, and then we were writing tons of other songs, and we wanted to put out a single that brought us back into, like, the music world Mm. without... Like, but a song that definitely like stood on its own and could be its own thing versus like, you know, songs that you have on records that kind of like transition into other songs, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we th- we're kind of thinking. And what's actually funny about Body and Soul is that whenever I was writing it, it was one of like n- one of my least favorite of the bunch. And we wanted to put out something like I said that could stand on its own, and we thought that that would be the one. We just. And then we finished writing it. We went to Tate Mercer, did the whole thing, put it out. And it's like, you know, it's funny that that is a song that resonates with a lot of people. A lot of people really like that song. And for me, especially whenever I was writing it, it was just like, you know, this is good, but I don't know if, like, this is really my shit. But That's funny. And the the only reason being is that it was one of my first like takes on this band, right? So, mm-hmm. and yeah, like when it you was an introduction to the record of you know it was written all at the same time, and it was like, right, well, you know, I'm not, we don't know what's what this thing is gonna be. Yeah, because Body and Soul was a mm-hmm. demo like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably a year before we actually finished writing the song. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, when I listen, I, I don't know if you're the same way or not, but when I write demos and I write songs, like I will fucking as soon as I finish writing and export it, like I will get on my phone, go to my car and like listen to it like 20 times. Of course. And then I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, okay, that was sick. Do it again. And then I just do it again. And then I do it again. And then like 
when I go to, and then I go to work the following day and I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to that song again. And then like the whole drive to work, I just listen to the same thing on repeat. So like when I'm Mm -hmm. a year down the line and I've already listened to it so much, my brain's like, all right, like this is, it's like when you listen to anything too much, you know, Mm -hmm. you listen to an album that you love. It's like your favorite record ever. And then eventually, you know, the cycle, it's like your favorite record. But when you listen to it so much, it kind of sits on the back burner. Like Metallica is my favorite band. And the first four records are amazing. I can't tell you the last time I ever listened to one of those four records. I can't tell you. Because I've listened to them so much just in my youth and growing up that like mm-hmm. I know everything about them. Um, and it's like kind of like that with Body and Soul. I don't know. I just I listened to it so much that whenever we were talking about putting on music, I was just like over the song, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, But like it's cool yeah. that people fuck with it. And I like, you know, playing it live and the live reception on it makes mm-hmm. me love that song more now. Yeah, like yeah, just it it revitalizes that for me. I don't know. Totally, it's a good song. It's a great song. I don't even know if you remember this. We tried like two other variations of like other ideas we had trying to fit something in, and then they wouldn't work. And then there was like one point we I think we got to right in the middle of the song. We were like, we don't know where the fuck to go. And then I I don't know whose idea it was. We were like, we should do this, and we go into whatever this bass part that's in the middle of the song is, and that basically unlocked. Oh, we can do this into this into this into this into this, and we're done. Yeah, yep. And that was yeah, because for the it longest just time, it was right it there. was half of a demo that I was like, I have no idea what to do after yeah, this. Yeah, we part. didn't know where to go. Yeah, because yeah. at that writer's block wall. Just oh yeah, like, big time. What's next? Mm. And that's the lyric in the nice. song. Nice, nice. Good job. Yep, you did it, bro. Just uh, slid that. Can we in. turn him off. You know, gotta do it. You know, we were thinking in the studio, like, like this is a body What's and next? our soul. <laughs> what is next? What Hold is on. next? Not just body. Dude, it's what funny. if we did soul, soul too? too. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny, but it also it'll fucking piss you off at the same time. All it takes is one idea yeah. to unlock everything, but to come up with that idea it takes forever. When, dude. When, when, when does it come out fast? It's just no. Nope. It's a pain in the ass. Doesn't work like yep. that. It's yeah. just, but, but when it happens, it's like, boom. there we go. Bam. Oh, dude, All yeah. right, we're good. That's like, then it just flows. We were stuck on, we have a song on the record called Digging Through Glass, which is one of my favorite songs on the record. We were stuck at like, after the first chorus, we didn't know where to go. Mm. They were coming, so Austin and I live in Nashville. They live in Columbus. They were coming down to Austin's house like every a couple weekends every month to write. So we get to that point where we were stuck. And we we're like, all right, I'm going to go home. It's late. I'm tired. I come back the next day and Austin's like typing yeah. shit and they're like, yo, check this out. And he hits play and the whole, the whole rest of the thing is done. And I was like, yep, that's, that's it. fucked. Sick. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The most, the, the song that had the most reworking on it was definitely voice in the choir. The last song on the record. Uh, one oh, of my, fav- yeah. one of my yeah. favorite songs on the record, but that song as it started was, is nowhere near the same as like what it ended up being. Dude, yeah. And that was, wow. That was our shit. Yeah. He had this demo, and it was so stupid. Yeah. It was just like this crazy, like... It's the intro all, of the song. Yeah, it's the intro of the song, but it, it got so dumb afterwards, and him and I were like, yo, that's going in. And Adam was like, nope. Adam and Shiloh were it. both like... Really? This I hated is, it. They're, they're just like... This I is, didn't hate it. I was just like, this is this is so... Boring. S- not even boring. I was just stupid. like, this is just so knuckle-dragger heavy that I feel like it doesn't yeah. match our style and then when we got to where we were trying to figure out the song i don't even remember who it was like what if we throw that in there and i was like yeah that'd be sick like like, damn it and now we and now we open the set with it and it's sick yeah the problem was 
Austin wrote the part, and it's a cool part. <laughs> but him and Mike, like, you know when something comes out that is good, but, like, it's in a world that you're very familiar with, but a lot of people are experiencing it for the first time, so they act like it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah. not to, like, downplay it, but, like, I'm, I know you guys think it's the best because it's the first thing in this world that you've ever heard, so you're super stoked on it. But, mm -hmm. like, it's great, but, like, it's not as great as everyone's saying. Mm. It was, like, this similar thing where, like, they wrote the part, and it's a sick part. But Austin and Mike would just go ballistic every time they hit play on the demo where I'm just sitting there like, it's fine. It's, yeah. I, we were and, both like, it's a breakdown. And they and, and they're we're just like, no, it's and they would no, it's the, the thing was they would the go one. ballistic. Yeah, he yeah. really wanted it on there. And then when Mike's not the most decisive when it comes to writing stuff. And yep. so when he wants a part, he's like, no, motherfucker, that's going on there. So it's going he's on. like yeah, it's... shoving the back of his shoulder. Like, yeah, we're putting that on yeah, there. And <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and I can't tell if Mike is just doing that to make the argument harder or if he actually I've thinks it's good. I've never done that in we my love shut arguing. <laughs> because the, the way our songwriting goes, Austin writes something, we argue for an hour, and then the song's done. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> That's a great process. So I we thought, argue. I thought that's what this was, and then every time, <laughs> every time we'd go to Nashville, we just go sit in the room. And we're like, "All right, so what are we thinking?" And Austin would just click, and then it would just come in. And him and Mike would both freak out. And I'm like, "Dude, not this again! What are we doing?" So it's like, it, it became one of those parts where it's like, "Yeah, I get it, but what are we doing?" And it's like, I'm I was so, so, so I was so desensitized <laughs> to it. And now that it's in the song, I forget. Like when we when we open the set with it, I forget that's the part that yeah that we argue that we that I was like, like I'm gonna quit the band. Yeah, I know. yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I never thought it was a bad part. It's just like they would go ballistic whenever well, they well, hit play the on thing. that. Demo. When I write demos and I show the band, like I have to put on a performance to make sure that they oh, understand dude, the so like <laughs> they yeah. understand completely what the idea is about. The so, subflooring in his office is gonna be cracked when he moves out because he sits there and just yeah I. I play the drums. I play the air drums just so fucking as hard. hard as he can. Dude. And then I do the air so guitar sick. real hard. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, guys, listen, when we play this live, it's going to be like this. Yeah. And it's just, and then I'll let the track play. And then they're just sitting on the couch like, like, yep. That's why we have, we have the big pants music is because he's like, dude, this pant, this part right here is like big pants jump breakdown. It's and we're like, like, what the fuck it, is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah big dude. pants, that's, big that's, shirt. Everybody's jumping. Big pants jump. <laughs> he paints. He, he, he literally. It's like you're going to like a writer's table for a movie. He's like, all right, I'm going to paint the scene for you. Real yeah, quick. yeah. He does it's that like, with okay, every there's demo. There's 15 million oh, yeah. people all in front of, them, of you, dude. Yeah. Like fucking fast asleep. That track. Yes. I was like, all right, listen, dude. Yeah, that was yeah. right there. Okay, so we need these pants. That's we, the breakdown. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, 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 that's the, the breakdown. That's that is the, breakdown. the middle breakdown and head on a spike. That's yep. exactly yep. how I worded it. I worded it. That is it in tangible form, right there. I said, listen, big pants. No, it's going to be a whole thing. Let me show you something, but. Every every time he every time he plays a demo for us, it's like a full body performance. Yeah, it's like gotta be, it's gotta good. be explained to the full yeah. extent. And I'm like I'm like, dude, I hear it. Let me just sit here, close my eyes, and hear it. And he's just like, open no, no, your no, eyes, no, you watch this. You have to Here's visualize. what we're gonna do. Like, yeah. it's like no, you're Literally, not hearing like, me. Watch. He's like, you're not hearing me. Watch this. Fifty thousand people. And I'm like, dude, I see you. Can I listen to this part? He's like, dude, that's how it was for fast asleep. I was like, okay, now before I play this song, download fast. Walking fast. Okay. Boom. Aerial Beat pants. Aerial shot. Mike. That's yes. who we're writing music for. Aerial shot. It is the it's the drone. It's taking the, the video of everybody in the crowd. And like 
and then like I would hit space, let the let the song start, and I'd be like, okay, okay, circle pit, right? Circle, circle pit. pit. The right whole here, the right whole here. area. A walking is running in a circle. Dust is flying. This is what it's all about. And then the jump part. The jump, jump, jump. All right, and then we jump. Yeah, and then the sea. Of <laughs> yeah, that's like that's, that's like the whole point. Is that a wow? That's, that's a, a t-shirt. Thing, yeah, that's, that's, that's a real, real t-shirt that we did. Big pant music. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did that on the should, on our headliner. Should have been showing this too. <laughs> we did that on the headliner. We did like a small quantity of them, and they went so fast. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, we have a couple that will be on the online store whenever I, uh, whenever I email ML back. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> this is not a yeah. joke. This is yeah. serious. No, yeah. it's, it's well, all about the big pants. This is man. big pant business. We, we put out this is big pant business. And this, this is a, that was that that song is like very cold chamber esque in my brain, and I was like, okay. So the caption I put for the song was, "If you're not wearing big pants, don't even turn this fucking song on." Okay. And Revolver took that and made an article and says Orthodox brings big pants music and I was like, yeah. damn, there it is, there it is. Yeah. So that's right. Sometimes the accident just like fucking works. Yeah, yep. it's beast. God yep. Dang, dude. Okay, Austin. Hello. How did? How did? <laughs> Here we go. How did you write the riff to Cave In? Cave In. Okay. How How did that riff come up? <laughs> so that song, I had a guitar with a floating bridge. Okay. And. In classic Orthodox fashion, we love weird noises, mm-hmm. and my brain is so fixated on trying to do things that are new, and, and I'm like, you. and I'm like, how do I write a riff that involves like things that haven't been done? And blah blah blah. Obviously, it has been, and I took a lot of inspiration off of people that made weird noises with floating bridges, mm-hmm. and I had a Floyd Rose at the time, and. Like, The Anticipation is a song that is based around just straight harmonics. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a harmonics with, like, a fast, crazy chorus effect on it, which is crazy because whenever I found out... Because for the longest time, I did not know that. I didn't know how The Anticipation was because I didn't write that. Um, and I didn't know how it was written. And then whenever I found out that it was just harmonics, I was like, that's fucking sick. Like, you can do so many weird things with just harmonics and, like, weird guitar shit. So when Caven came around... I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and I don't remember. There's like there's like a video of a guy who plays in, I don't know if it's a band or if it's just him, but it's like Buried Alive, if you've ever heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. B-E-R-R-I-E-D. No, he's fucking insane. Yeah, that guy's crazy at guitar. I thought and you there's, were saying, have you ever heard of the band Buried Alive? No, 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 different band. No, we're not talking about Scott Ford. Yeah, I was going to be pissed for a second. Yeah, dude. no, not not New York hardcore band, Buried Alive. Um, are they New York or Connecticut? Doesn't matter. Anyways. Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> throw it in there. Regardless. Um, he has this song where he's like, doing this weird like bounce thing with his whammy bar where he's like he's like kicking it down with his foot and it's like making this insane noise and it's like wee, 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 wee. and I was like that's like I like you can do some crazy shit with a whammy bar and basically all I would do like whenever I started the cave in riff it was like just harmonics and then like pushing down on the bridge so it lifts the note you know so whenever you would hit the harmonic it goes oh wee, wee. Wee, 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 like whenever you push it down on that side um and so that's how i wrote it and live i just do it with a pedal now that just like lifts the pitch because i sorry floyd rose but i like hate floyd rose guitars because they're just annoying to keep up with mm-hmm. but and just like changing strings and just like having them set up right 
Also, I play guitar weird. <clears throat> the nuts are not like set up right for the way that I play guitar. So I don't use floating bridges anymore, but whenever I would do that, I mean like now, yeah, it's just a pedal that just like raises. I have a pedal that raises the pitch and I have a pedal that does like the because when I wrote the intro, it was just the harmonic pushing it up. And then at the end of the song, you know, just fucking pulling the way me down, doing it just. And then I wrote the digga 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 That part is fucking ridiculous, yeah, dude. It's sick. That Holy was shit. the first full song he sent us, like where it was start to finish, and he sent it in the group chat. Oh wow! And I immediately just called Mike and was like, "Hey, bud, good fucking luck." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that was a song that like that was a song that <laughs> no yeah, notes. There's actually a re- there's like a very old video, and I don't even know if you know this. There's a very old video of me and Mike in the old chamber hanging moon practice space um and we are and we're writing like the middle riff or like i'm playing the middle riff of cave but he's playing it as a two-step so it's like dun 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 and it's like oh yeah yeah i do remember that it's super old it's super old and i remember just having that riff locked in from years ago and i wrote this song, like it was, I I haven't had a moment like this with writing music in a long time. This is a once, like a one and done situation where whenever I had the idea in my head, I had the entire song laid out, like just like I was like I remember I was driving my car, I was just like okay so that would like, yeah that would be sick, and then I'd be like that would be sick, and then I just like it just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going until I literally was like I know exactly what this song is gonna be like front to back. Have the entire situation and transition list like laid out. Went home and just tracked the demo and then sent it to them. And they were like, "We don't even like. The, I don't, there's literally nothing on this we want to change." The only thing that changed from that song was uh, the back half of, I guess you could call it the bridge riff. Where yeah. Randy was like, "Oh, take the guitars out of this so the vocal can be." The yeah, that's, that's the, the only, only thing, thing that, changed that changed from the moment that song was written. Oh yeah, the band and then yeah it's like he goes delete that delete that yeah that was the only thing that changed it was just a one and done like all right that's the song it was cool i don't know i I, like now i just like write half like half or like a minute or like 30 seconds of songs and then i let them fucking sit in my dropbox for like six months that's silly (laughs) i'll just write it and i'll be like that's sick and then i'm like all right and then i go and i listen to it again and i'm like that's sick and I don't do anything with it. <laughs> and then eventually I'll have to be like, okay, I'll turn this into a song. I don't know how, but I'll do it. So, I don't know. So, see so you guys uh, stockpile. Yeah. 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 Riffs are yep. constantly in the tank, for sure. Dude, I need to start stockpiling. Yeah. And then you send them to the group chat, and then uh, Adam goes to Humphrey Street Coffee. So <laughs> yep. Writing, yep. Writing songs. Yep. Yep. Shout out Humphrey Street. Humphrey Street. Yeah. What What is it about going somewhere else that just makes you it's unfamiliar and there's no distract? Like, there's distractions, but it's none of my business. Yep. Like, if I hear some, if I'm at my house, I've got two 60 to 70 pound dogs that constantly need attention, mm. or I'll be writing something and be like, oh, I need to do this, and I'll go take care of something in the house. But like, if I go to a coffee shop, like, yeah, there's a lot of unfamiliarity, but. That makes it even easier to just be like, you know I don't what? know you, I don't care, I'm right here. Yep. yep. So That's the same mm-hmm. way with me and writing, and I mean, like, some of the the way that I write music and, like, my ideas will fluctuate depending on where I am, and I feel like that's 
you know, the case with a lot of artists. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when we wrote learning or learning to dissolve, we were in a fucking warehouse like downtown in Belleville, New Jersey. And I feel like the vibe might change a little with this next record because we're going to be in a cabin in the middle of the woods because Randy moved into a cabin. Sick. And yeah, it's sick. Yes. Dude, there was there were riffs for Orthodox that like whenever I needed inspiration, because a lot of the times, I mean, you probably have this moment, you've been writing music for a long time, like where you just pick up a guitar and you try to write something and it kind of feels like you're just doing the fucking same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, I would feel that way. And I mean, there were times with writing music for Orthodox that I would like, you know, I used to live in South Carolina and my like garage was just infested with spiders. Oh, like not not infe- terrified. Not infested, but like, you know, they're fucking there's webs all over the place. Like sometimes whenever you'd go out to grab a drink from the refrigerator, a cockroach would like scurry out of the way because it was always dark unless you turn the light on. Hmm. And there were times where I'd go out there with my fucking practice amp and like sit on the bench in my garage to write music just because like I needed a fucking change of scenery. Of course. And it like adds an element to it. I mean that's why moving into my new house, I have my like my desk and my writing setup used to be in my room, and now I have a completely separate room dedicated Dude, to huge. that. It's fucking huge. Yes, it changes it's everything. It changes everything. Because when you wake up and you're in your fucking room, and it's like, oh, I sleep here, and I'm creative here, and and I jack off here is too much. Ah, oh, dude, it's fucked up. Yeah, you know? man. So I when get, you go to the when you go to the uh, when you go to the creative space, <laughs> yeah, you enter that space knowing that you're going to be creative, be an artist, try and make something, mm-hmm. you know, versus like being in your room, in your bed, and you're like, I just fucking sleep here. I like having the, the separation, but whenever it used to be where I would write music in the same space, room, and it's just like... That's tough. Yeah, dude. you're just like, bro, That's I just not- feel like I'm recycling everything. So it's nice to be able to like have... It. I mean, not only do I have the side studio room like that I write all my music in but i also have like you know our rehearsal space downstairs in like an unfinished garage that we you know rehearse at before tours but like i can be loud in there so i'll like turn my amp on and just like fucking just go for it and well, it's that, sick. that creates a different element too like the um when you and i wrote at the studio you came up with that riff mm-hmm. the breakdown because it was loud Yes, loud, mm-hmm. just up there. He, he's, I took advantage. Yeah, he's in cool. the middle of the control of the drum room, live amp. We're just we had it set up because we were practicing for a show that was supposed to be after, mm-hmm. after the uh, recording, and he's just up there. He's just going. We're like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, mm-hmm. and he's just, it sounded he, like something was broken. Yeah, he wrote a whole song, but it, but it was just because he could crank that fucking amp, and just be in his own space and just yeah. It was nice. Versus like plugging into an interface and doing it in front of a computer. He was just like sure. super raw, super organic. And that, yeah. that element helps a lot too. That shit was sick, straight up. Like, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I kind of was just doing it on a whim because I was like starting to run circles around my brain on things that I wanted to do. And then I just went upstairs and like kind of fucked off from everybody and turned it on and just got really loud and just started like messing around and playing riffs. And then I landed on something and I was like, this is fucking sick. And then we, and then we wrote a song out of it. That's not out. Yep, it's a B side. Mystery song. Mystery, mystery. Song. We call it spy song. And yep. if you've seen us live in the last year, you probably got hit during the breakdown at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys need to? So, 
like baggy pants. Uh, I'm it, it, sounds, it sounds like this is it, you know as, as funny as it is. I think the process has started. We can't really talk about it, but there might be something going on. Good. Let, let, I want to get geeky for like a minute or two. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about the floating bridge wasn't geeky at all. Yeah, <laughs> one, <laughs> one, one or two more things, and then and then and then we'll fucking move move on. So learning to dissolve. What pickups are those? And then what amp were you using? Uh, that would be a Randy question. We ended up using his Jim Root with an Evertune. I believe they were Fishman's. I'm not a big Fishman guy. Um, and I really wish I got to use my own guitar on it because I was I was running a black metal with the Black Winters, and some of the solos on the record were done with that guitar. But the Fishmans that are in the Jim Root that Randy has sound great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a PV Invective and a Block Letter fifty one fifty, like kind of just like both of the tones were merged. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we did that. And I don't remember what overdrives we used. There was like a big motherfucker dude, like huge, like rectangle guy with like 8,000 switches on it that I didn't understand. But like Randy was just twisting shit and just being like, <laughs> how's, it? how's that sound? And I'd be like, gong, gong, gong. Yeah, it sounds cool. And would be like, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. What about now? And I'd be like, mad scientist with the pedals. Boom. Randy yeah. loves the pedals. Yeah. He's just, a noise freak. He'd just be like, oh. and then I'd be like, scrunk on. And he'd be like, how's that? And I'd be like, yeah. And then he'd be like, yeah, dude, scrandang. That's yeah, the scrandang. orthodox way. That's how we talk about riffs. It's scrandang, scrandang, scrandang. But yeah, yeah, just fucking. Yo, play. How's that? Dope. All right. How's that? Dope. Cool. And then we just, I don't know. I let him do whatever. I mean, we did have a little bit of an argument because I was kind of in like a scooped phase. Mm. At the time, I was I was a low mids guy. That's always a weird argument. Oh, to yeah. Get, to go, it is, to go. it is, it is. But it's tough. I don't know. So, yeah, like sometimes mids are my friend. Sometimes they're not. And I still go back and forth for mids. And oh, yeah. It's just tough, dude. It's a, that's like the one. And producers hate it, dude. They hate when you don't like mids because I'm just like, I don't know. They're kind of. I don't know, we could turn him down. And then Randy's like, bro. And I'm like, dude, just a, <laughs> just, just a little. It's tough, Please. dude. Uh, Please. I, I, I still don't get it. Dude, Tate Mercer is an avid mids fan. Like, he hates that I don't like mids sometimes. Like, sometimes <laughs> we'll be in the studio and I'll just be like, I don't know, man. You can turn the mids down. He's like, I'm not turning the mids down at all. His he, guitar tones are so sick, though. But, he, yeah, his yeah. guitar tones are He great. nails it. Yeah, he's very T- good at Tate's that. dope with guitar tones. Shout out to Mercer. Yeah. It's tough because it'll sound great, but is this actually going to cut through yeah. a yeah, exactly. drummer Dude, and vocals and bass? That's it's, the thing. That's mids, are very, mids are very important for making sure that your guitars are distinguished and they come out. That, that you're fucking there. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes, you know... I just like the fucking like, it's just it's cool, but yeah. <laughs> Adam's pissed. But they are very important, and I'm starting. <laughs> I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to come around. When it comes to the full mix, meds are important. When I play the guitar by myself, I'm like, fuck the mids, dude. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, and so, but all together, they're important. They're essential. You need mids. They are yeah. fucking mids. Yeah, but yeah, fifty-one fifty block letter. And a PV Invective. 
Those are the two apps that we used. Mm. I knew for sure that there was a 5150 in there. Yeah, I knew absolutely. For, I, yeah. I, once, once I hear like a certain frequency, I'm like, that's You're like that's it. That is mm-hmm. definitely it. And it's sick. Yeah. Rock 5150 is one of my favorite amps ever, ever. We used some other PRS amp for leads and solos, but I don't remember what it was. But that was like the only time we ever used it was for just leads and shit. Yep. Sick. Just around the studio. Mm-hmm. We don't have that 5150 anymore. Yeah. Shout I out s- you. I sold that bitch. Wait, I Dang. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are not going to talk about it He's because I'm it. still mad at Mike about that. Fuck. He's like, dude, Sometimes. like, it's oh, good, I sold it, the thing for money. I needed money. It's, it's, like, it's in good hands. It's in good hands. It is. But that 5150 was also super problematic. Yeah. Yep. For a long time, it was just like always having issues, and it was like not. Reliable. It was only on the. It was only on the KC Strain tour where yeah. it really started fucking. It up. screwed us big time on that tour. Yeah. So we it, had to, it went from yeah. being awesome for a long time to straight up like shitting the bed completely, like yeah. multiple. Anybody times. that saw us, the Webster, Connecticut, Connecticut first show back November pandemic twenty twenty one. We're sorry. We're yeah. very sorry that you only got to hear us that play three songs. That was the worst songs. set this yeah. has ever You guys played. cut like oh, four, four songs. It was and, yeah. At least oh, four. I think we cut more songs than we played. We did. Yeah, yeah. for we, sure. It's the worst. It's the yeah. fucking worst. We yeah, because we're, like we're like avid about staying on time. And, you know, that was a situation where it was so bad. That, that was your fault. And you can yeah. blame yeah. you can blame that block letter. Yep. Old, old bitch took a shit, man. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> old bitch took a old shit. Old bitch took a shit. It happens, dude. I'm going to ste- steal it back. That's why though. I sold her. I was like, all right, I'm going to get you fixed. I'm going to go find a new home. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. He didn't sell it for like the, the resell, like the fucking, the Eddie Van Halen no. resellers do Hell on the internet no. right now. I, I hooked it up. The homie yeah. hookup. Homie hookup. It's in good hands. Shout out Boundaries. They own that head now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Bitches. I got yeah. a 5152 and it's sick as fuck, dude. Yeah. I need, well, if you go PB, you gotta collect them. Because mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time when it's gonna shit it. You know? That's you know, right. It's a matter of time. Yeah, we probably went through quite a quite a few of those. They just, one random day, you, you plug in for a show, it's not, it's not turning on. No, it's just, nope. yep. it's just, it happens. It was silly. Sucks. It's, it's why, it's why you gotta have, have a backup. Oh, yeah. Guitars are so stupid. Yeah. They are. I'm on yeah. the Kemper vibe just because, like, it's a lot easier to manage. There's not a whole lot of issues with it. I had an issue the other day, but that wasn't the Kemper's fault. So like that's that's where that ends. I, I just I feel like it's a lot less maintenance for sure. And mm-hmm. I mean I wasn't big on digital shit for a while until I finally tweaked something that I like with it. And now I'm now I'm team Kemper. And like that's digital. It. Yeah. I mean, I still want to do a quad and like test out and shoot out all of the shit with it, but yeah, it's just a lot easier to keep up with for sure. Sick. Yeah, Adam, what's it? What was it like growing up in the uh, Nashville scene? Uh, when I was coming into it, it was in the peak of the Christcore era, so it was a lot of skinny mm. jeans and straightened hair. Yeah, I don't know if you ever knew anything about straightened hair or not, I, but I uh, yes, but I never heard that term before. Actually, I never heard it in my oh, life. Oh, Christcore? You never heard it? Until it was, right now. Yeah, I mean wow. that's like the screen, the prayer stuff, like. Impending Doom, Sleeping Giant, like all the big four today probably is like the 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 one that everyone would look at the most of. But yeah, oh, yeah. all all the big breakdown then preach bands. Mm. That was like a huge deal in the southeast. And so that was churches and yeah. really prevalent um in the southeast in particular. And so I you know, the going to shows uh back in the day was a lot of bands like that. And then there's a lot of local bands that it was cool because at the time there was a, a venue called Rocket Town, um, which I actually saw uh, Suicide Silence at 
Um, you all were out with uh, Danza and Molotov Solution. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but it, what was cool about it was they had like a skate park and all of the actual staff uh, was a part of the scene itself. Mm. So even though it was corporately run, it was still kind of local community vibes. And so local mm. shows for a long time, because you had these local people with a corporate backing for promotions, mm-hmm. were huge. They would There was two stages, like a big room stage that was like seven, 800 cap, and then a smaller stage, like a 250. And local Sick. shows would be on like the big stage. Wow. And so, you know, we had Plea for Purging was like the 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 band from Nashville, As Hell Retreats, toured out of Nashville a bunch as well. Um, so a lot of those bands were kind of, that was like the upbringing. And then kind of like a few years into that, I started dipping into the actual like hardcore show stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a venue called The Anchor, which is this church venue a block from Rocket Town. And then there was another venue a block further down called The Muse. And Muse, yeah. that was where you went to get jumped. Uh, so <laughs> it was, yeah, those were like where the real crazy, crazy shows would go because Rocket Town at the base of it was a Christian venue. So they had mm. some different rules about like, you can't stage dive and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So when the hardcore shows would come to town, they would usually try to go to one of the other places and that's where it was mm. wild. So Muse, is that by the uh, porn shop? Yep. Okay. I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Miranda's anymore. I think it's just an actual bookstore or something. Oh no, I think it's a parts manufacturer. The music cell, the muse itself is uh, Domino's now. Yep. Damn. Yeah. You pass it every single day. Yeah. You yeah. Pa- pass it all the time. And I almost want to walk in and be like, you don't know the shit I saw in your kitchen. Like, <laughs> yeah, Damn. Yeah. It was. I saw so many fights here. I got here. my ass beat in that kitchen. Dude, literally. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw people get like stabbed during shows there. Really? It was. It was a place where when I talk about it to people, I'm like, as a teenager, I should not have gone there. I would literally have my dad drop me off at Rocket Town, and then I'd walk two blocks to the news because I oh, wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah, it was dark times. So It's crazy you just walk a block or two, and the, the, the whole vibe changes. Man. 100%. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's, it was, it's not like that anymore because Nashville's just a completely different city than it was back in those days. But Yeah, what's, what's Nashville like, like now? I mean, uh, being outside, you just see like this, it's like, you got, you got the Nashville and the Austin. It's just like, I don't even know. Like, it's, just, it's just becoming. It's one of the top three fastest growing cities in America. It's it's hmm. unreal. I think it's between that Austin and I think maybe Phoenix or Mesa, one of the two. Hmm. But yeah, it's just the tourism started flooding in uh, and everyone was there and actually liked the culture of the city. So a lot of people, when they were like, we need to move, especially during COVID, when they were like, if I'm going to be stuck in my house, I want to be stuck in a different house. Yeah. Everyone just came to Nashville. So. Yep. Fuck. Hell yeah. That rent went. Yes. Yes. Cost of living has jumped significantly in the last couple of years. Yeah. So that's, yes. So, so that's obviously the major con of, uh, of having a, a growing. Town. Yeah. It's, it's traffic. Yeah. Oh, tra- oh, traffic sucks. I mean, it's nothing like, I mean, I say it's nothing like out here. It's getting to where it's like out here because we don't have eight lane interstates, but yeah. yeah. Uh it's if you know how to navigate it. Yeah. Not, you definitely not, have your the ways where you're like, oh, I'll take this one way road to this and then whatever. But yeah. it's got its benefits because there are so many things in Nashville that were not there before. Mm-hmm. But the cons are, as you said, like kind of just being stuffed in between a bunch of people that aren't from the times before. You kind of Yeah. It's not like I can gatekeep the city, but it's kind of like I'm every now and then I'm like, man, I do kind of miss when there wasn't seven buildings right there. Yeah. yeah. But 
Oh yeah, shit's changing all the time, and Hell I did, yeah. I moved there fucking like four years ago. Yeah, you're new to it. Yeah, I'm and still. You've seen it. Yeah, I, like I moved right before the pandemic, and now like driving around and shit. Like there are so many buildings that I just I'm like, how the fuck did that even get you? We go on tour and we'll go back, and there's literally Dude, there's new shit all the time. Always, I think the right. the the back the the waiting list for a contractor to get his hands on a crane at the moment is like a year and a half long. Jesus really? Christ. Just to get a fucking crane? Yeah. It's been like that for years, but yeah, to get to, because there's only so many you can have active within a certain radius. Um, but in particularly downtown, they've, it's just sprouting up so many buildings that they, the waiting list to be able to build anything within the actual like Davidson County area is ridiculous. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys need crane to carry those heavy ass rips, dude. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah just, we've been we parked one at Austin's house a couple of years ago and won't let it go. So <laughs> yeah, it's taking up a lot of space, but yeah. we're good. It does its job. Well, dudes, uh, I I appreciate you guys coming here on uh, on your day off. Yeah, you know it's cool. Yeah, what's uh what's tomorrow? Observatory. So oh, we're yeah, in great. Santa Ana here yeah. in Santa Ana. Oh yeah, well, crazy. Well, yep. th- uh, thank you. This is actually my first time flying in. Yeah, do, how, do, how's do that? I was gonna say Thank you, you. You have a show tomorrow in San Antonio. Yeah, so yeah. I, I really appreciate you guys being a, a part of this kind of new journey for me. So I, I really, yeah, cool. man. Yeah, I, I've been up you. since uh, midnight. Jesus, Jesus. dope. Yeah. That's sick, dude. Jesus, sick. I'm still, still here. Get a few more monsters. In <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. thank. Well, thank, thank God for coffee. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Garza Podcast Coffee. You can find it at I don't know at GarzaPodcast.edu. <laughs> Conceptcafes.com, baby. Yeah. Dude, I, I just started drinking coffee since I was 26, 27, oh. and have not gone back. It's because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah. It is, I man. also got into coffee super late. I only started drinking coffee, like, really six years ago. How old are you? 30. So 24, yeah, 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 25 is, like, yeah. when I started drinking coffee. Before yeah. that, I just didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. But once once you get that, that first cup, you're like, oh. Once you start having good coffee and you realize that, like, you can have coffee that actually tastes like it smells... Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not, oh, and not like totally. Folgers. Yeah, and that's totally. the thing. It's like when they're like when it's like Mike will drink anything. Mike is a dumpster. Drummers do that. Drummers do he'll drink I'll, drink any coffee. I, I love loves pilot coffee. Dude, it's but we had coffee yesterday <laughs> that I almost didn't finish. It was horrible. Yep. I don't know what the place was, and I was like, damn. Y'all we could shout her out if you We don't got to die. We don't need to slander them, but it was my it was fucking bad. My yeah. macchiato was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty rough. bad. It's well, it takes a lot for everybody to be in in unison of like this is bad cuz yeah. if I say something that's not good, yeah, they'll be like, "Yeah, check this out." And he's just yeah. like, "It's all the same Dude, shit. It's, it's, it's all yeah, the same it shit." It is that all was, the same. That was on some different shit. That was some different shit. Yeah. Was it like like a local spot or what? It, it was, was a, we'll call it, it that. It was, it was on yeah. the north end of Hollywood. I don't yeah. know where the hell it was. It but was, it was really here in California? <laughs> oh shit. Interesting. Yeah. But we yeah. did go to a good place today. Code coffee. Coffee code. Coffee code. It was probably it was 20, 20 minutes from here. We got that. I mean, we right have a lot of show. good coffee. I oh, yeah. really go we have more list. good coffee than we oh, have. Oh, absolutely. Bad I like mm-hmm. whenever I was talking about how bad my Americano was yesterday, I was like, I can't remember the last time I had a bad Americano, but it was just I have it's fucking a, uh, awful. This right here for whatever city we're going to. 
Yeah, you so keep a list of the shops. So if you ever need, if you ever need a, a recommendation, fuck? You have yeah. a list. San Antonio, laundry, actually, laundry hold on, uh, San Antonio. There's a, there's a place shop. called Estate in San Antonio. You should go to. It's actually it's right next to the it's venue. Right next to the it? venue. It's fucking awesome. Estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Estate. Oh, okay. It's on the other side of the train tracks. And I don't know yeah, any walk, of the places until I walk into it. And then I walk in, I'm like, I remember this place. Yeah, yep. I have a list. Yeah. I remember that barista. The She's Vice. Fine. Yeah. Uh-oh. The Vice. <laughs> also, if you want something to kill time with, you can sit at the train tracks by your venue tomorrow and just watch people fly over them too fast oh, and yeah. just catch oh. the underside of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> there is a crazy train track. I know what venue now. Yeah. But yeah, yep. people will always hit that too fast. And just and just, just and there's also a super shit. good barbecue spot near there. They do this yep. brisket taco. I, mm. Don't even get me started. Don't even, don't even get me started on brisket tacos. I'm tearing up on that. Oh, that little caramel. Nah, but yeah, there's a there's a good barbecue spot near there. But our we love coffee and we love ice cream. We're an ice cream. Ooh, band. ice cream. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. time. We don't yeah. have time to talk about how much we love ice cream. Yeah, yeah he was trying to close the episode know, about five minutes ago. Yeah, you're so. trying to close. It. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah, we love ice cream. On, I know you got a plane to catch, but we're talking about some Ben and Jerry's fish food. That's Dude, the best oh. ice. That's like hey, the best. You, ice cream you left your fish food at my house and I destroyed it. I bet you did. <laughs> I, I bet you it. did. Not a I doubt opened my, my freezer. I, I, there was one day I came home from work and I was like, "Dude, there's got to be something sweet in my freezer." And that, then I opened that's it. That's the best ice cream in the world, right there. There was fish food. My Boom. goodness, that is it. <laughs> Look at her. You want to bring me? You want to see me play the worst set of my life? Bring me a pint of that right before I go. I, I, I need to try this one. I always see it. I never tried it. Dude. Yeah. Oh. Wait, is it always non-dairy? No, it's no. always like uh, I'll go like they have the non-dairy. They got, they got it for adults too. Yeah. Jesus. All right, dudes, let's fucking close your shit up. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, where can people find you guys? OrthodoxTN.com. OrthodoxTN on Instagram. And, yeah, and we have a YouTube now. We just started a YouTube. We Great. plan oh, to yeah. do fun oh, yeah. things with down, it. Oh, that yeah. There's, right a, there's there. a YouTube channel. Yeah. I forget what the actual link on yeah. it is. Cool. We hope to do fun things with yeah. it. So. I'll put up the uh, link tree in the uh, description. That'd, That'd be awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you can find it all there. It'd be cool. awesome. All right. Well, again, guys, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Have a, have a, have a good uh, show tomorrow and good rest of the tour. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, too. All right, everyone. That's it. Later.